This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Nah, I don't eat eggs. You don't eat eggs? No. Ever? No. Scrambled? No. A hard-boiled egg? No. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Patrick Mahomes, the magic show, is here in Oakland pulling the rabbit out of the hat and handing the rabbit to Travis Kelsey. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked off Bishop the age, and for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas. Everything happening in the sports world. Touchdown! And even some things not happening in the sports world. So you're more of a traditional Hark, Christmas Hark music. Hark the Herald player. Angels sing. I like that. Hark the Herald Angels oh, yeah. sing. Yeah, I like that. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing, another edition of According to Jim, right here on 96.7 FM KBBE, or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me, as always, the most popular man in McPherson. He's got a little Elroy's pizza in his belly. He's feeling good, Mr. Steve Sell. Last show of the year. This is the last show of the year. Yeah, we're gone. We're gone until the start of the new year. Steve and I, we're, we're, we're really lazy. And so what we need is like two weeks to just go away, lounge around. Steve will play we're just going, a ton of golf. We're going opposite directions, though. You're That's going, true. You're going south, I'm going north. Heading south down to Arkansas. There, there it's a good go. song. It's one of my favorites. You know who sings it? No. Me. Oh. We're going to have a, a fun time off. I know we'll, we'll miss each other. We'll text each other a couple times a day. And sure. Steve, Steve will let me know what KU's doing. He gets real fired up during the Jayhawk games. Yeah, and... and uh... My sister informed we're we're having as I think I said on the show the other day we're having Christmas on the twenty second because of other family obligations for other people so this is the only day we could get together and my sisters informed me that our present opening will depend on the time of the KU game because That's true. KU nothing gets in the way of KU basketball for my sister it's just like everybody can get out of the house let her watch her KU basketball That's true Steve we had. A very interesting day yesterday. Oh, Not only did we have a long road trip out to Dodge City, but we pull into Dodge. We're feeling good. We swing by the high school, drop some people off. We head out and go get a little bite to eat. And as we're pulling up to the restaurant, get the call back here from the station that says, Hey, ooh. The radio station is not on the air. We're Uh-oh. not streaming. The transmitter is blown. And we're all sitting around going, Yeah, we made the trip out to Dodge City. Might not even broadcast the game tonight. We're getting closer and closer to the game. Still not on the air. Everybody's here having cookies with Santa with no music because the station wasn't on the air. Mitchell's here. Every, everybody was here and ready to go. And then as the starting lineups were announced, they had gotten through the national anthem. And as the teams are going, all right, win on three. One, two, three, win. The radio station comes back on. And they send it back out to us. And we go, hey, all right, here's the tip. <laughs> and McPherson wins it. Yeah. So we finally got back on the air. But it was a great night of basketball in Dodge City. And going into the game, I think we had a really good feeling about the girls. We had a pretty good feeling that they could go over there and win. And it took a pretty good effort from Lake and Schieferk and Emma Ruddle to score 21 points in a game where nobody else was really able to make some big shots. And then the boys game, we didn't know exactly what to think. Because 
Dodge City plays at just a crazy pace. They were scoring 72 points a game, which in high school basketball is a ton, but they were giving up 73. And if you give up 73 points per game, then you're behind the eight ball every single time out. And this game was just back and forth. It didn't stop. McPherson would make a shot. Two seconds later, Dodge City would be throwing one up on the other end and making it. It was about as fast-paced of a game that I can think of There'd at the been, high school level. There would have been no shot clock violations. Just oh, no. With a 24-second shot clock. They could have had the, a 15-second shot clock. The thing is, the Bullpups tried at the start of the game to slow it down. I mean, they were... And it worked for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they were pretty methodical. They were getting the ball inside to Cody Stufflebean. Six of seven in the first quarter. 12 points. But at some point, we got caught up in their... In their world. Well, they bait you into it. They do. They Because what they do is they play such bad defense. <laughs> they let you score. And the reason being, they want you to start going up and down and trading baskets. Because they feel like they're better at that game than you are. That's that's their whole philosophy. And sure enough, Bullpups had a double-digit lead. But then they started throwing the ball away. That lead started getting smaller. And then I think it was 48 Maybe 45-45 or 40. It was 45-45 and then 48-48. The Bullpups scored the last four points of the third quarter. Then the fourth quarter was just insane. Dodge City went from playing little defense to no defense <laughs> and fouling. The Bullpups go 9 of 11 from the field, and I misspoke, I think, on the radio. 17 of 22 from the free throw line. I think I said 16 last night. 17 of 22 at the free throw line. Just in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter alone. Bullpups really shot it well from light. Max Alexander did what point guards are supposed to do. You want your point guard to be at least an 80% free throw shooter. Max Alexander was a lot better than that. Eight for eight, 100% last night. It's one of those weird games, and you mentioned how McPherson was trying to slow down. And it's hard to slow down when they're showing pressure in the backcourt, and then you get it across half court, and there would be nobody in the half-court half court defense. There would just right. be nobody there. Yeah. And so you're just given shots, and so you start to speed up a little bit. And the thing is, first quarter we lit it up. Last quarter we lit it up, but those middle two quarters where the game was competitive, 12 out of 34 for the Bullpups, 6 of 17 in both the second and third quarters. And remember, they scored 87 points and made two three-pointers. And this is a Bullpup team that has really struggled to put points on the board this year. They made two three-pointers and scored 87 points. Yeah. But they got big games from everybody up and down the lineup on the boys' side where you look at Cody Snufflebean, Jake Alexander with 20 points each, 15 from Max Alexander, 10 points from Seth Madger, a freshman, and all of that came in the second half. Cooper Courtney comes into the game. Huge. Grabs 11 rebounds of hey eight Schmidt, points. Hey, Schmidt hit a big three. A couple free big th free throws couple, late. Yeah. This was a team win. And this would have been a game that if the boys had walked away and not have been able to finish, they would have been really discouraged. That this was a game they knew they needed to win to go into the break at 3-3. Three and three. And if they would not have been able to make some shots, if they would have not finished strong at the free-throw line, and if they would have let Dodge City win that game, it would be a very different Christmas break. Well, they lost a game, not at, not at this pace, but they had a seven-point lead against Andover Central and let it get away. They'd already done that once this year. They didn't want to let even a bigger lead. I think at 11 was the biggest lead in the second half, maybe. Uh, I think it was 41-30 at one point. But if they would have let a double-digit lead get away, uh, that would have been just really demoralizing, crushing. 
you'd have all Christmas to think about it. And I still say the whole bullpup season right now is hinging on an ankle. It really is. Jake Alexander, now he scored 20 last night. He took 20 shots. He scored 20 points. But Jake is still not the Jake that we know he can be. He's not the explosive Jake that can just soar like an eagle to the basket. It's also affecting him on his balance. He's not uh, shooting the three like he normally does because he's he's not got the balance because of his ankle. He's kind of favoring that ankle. But he's got two weeks. We have two weeks now before the next game, and hopefully he'll get a lot of treatment on that ankle and he'll be back to 100%. And when he is, I think this bullpup team will be tough to beat. On the girls' side, it was a good win, and Dodge City also on the girls' side played at a very fast pace. It was a little bit more controlled compared to what the boys' system was like. The boys' system was wild. That You couldn't look down and write down two tally marks oh, I, next to names well, I and even, look back up and you couldn't see who I shot a three. I wasn't even talking on the radio there for a while because I was writing so much and you were looking over at me waiting for me to say something. I had my head down writing who just scored and who just, you know, the other team scored. It was like McPherson scored quick and Dodge City scored quicker. On the girls' side, it was a 66-52 to 52 win. And it looked like the Bullpup girls were in control. Dodge City started to roar back in the third quarter. At half, it was 30-24, to 24, and then Dodge City started to roar. They cut it back to five, and that, I believe, was in the fourth quarter. And, Steve, I think we made the comment on the air that they were up five and that, at this point, they cannot lose this game right. because they were in control, and that would be a loss that would really look bad on their resume. But, but they really finished strong, made shots, and when they needed to score, they got points. But it was weird. I never felt at one time last night that the Bullpups were in trouble. I know. No. I never just felt like it because Lake and Schieffrich's so calm out there. She keeps everybody calm. She keeps me calm. I mean, <laughs> she not is. not easy to do. She's just a rock out there. I mean, nothing, you know, seems to phase her. Uh, she had 21. Emma Ruddle had 21. They were playing a little blackjack last night, so they could have gone, gone to the casino nearby and probably played some blackjack and, you know, gotten an ace queen or something like I that. I saw you write that in your story. But I didn't put together the 21 thing. I just thought it meant they were feeling good and well, feeling lucky. Blackjack, 21. So. Right, I got it now. Yeah, I point out. But, but anyway, um, she freaking Ruddle, you know, it's been interesting because the Bullpups have just relied on balance all year. Well, other than really Grace Pyle, I think she had like eight. The other players just didn't uh, have good offensive nights. Nobody and, else had more than five. Yeah, nobody else had more than five. And Ruddle and she freak they had to kind of break script a little bit and uh, have a game where – Two people kind of carried the load, and Emma Ruddle hit five threes. I said she channeled her inner Taylor Robertson. She obviously watched Taylor on Wednesday because she came out just drilling it, and she had three threes very early in that game, 11 in the first half, 10 in the second half. She freaking hit a bunch of big uh, free throws in the second half, and uh, just a uh, you know a good win for the Bullpups against a Dodge City team. Their coach, uh, assistant coach, David Snodgrass, who played football at Mac College, was on the Mac College football staff for a while. His wife is the coach, and he told me they had five seniors not go out because they knew that the two freshmen and three sophomores, or three sophomores and two freshmen, whatever it was last night in their lineup, they were so good. Those seniors felt like, hey, we see the handwriting on the wall. We're not going to play. They didn't go out. They're a young team, and I told David after the game, I said, in two years, you guys are going to be maybe in the semifinals at the Class 6A state tournament because they're going to be really, really good. These were a couple of big-time wins for McPherson. And on the girls' side, it's been a little strange this year because they had two good wins over Andover and Andover Central. Then they lose to Derby, a game that 
maybe they didn't expect to lose, but it's not one that you go, oh, man, I can't believe we lost because right. it's a derby. They're the best team of the state. Then two very easy wins over Winfield and Bueller and games that they knew they were going to be in control of. But this was another game that they were the better team. You didn't know exactly what would happen, though, with a long road trip. The semester just got over with. A There's a lot crowd. of distractions. A huge crowd for Dodge City, but they were a quiet crowd. They didn't make a lot of noise for such a big crowd. But that was a win both teams had to get. Right. And especially the boys, because when they started 0-3, as Steve called them, Chicken Little, everybody's running around going, oh, the sky is falling. Yeah. What are we going to do? I call it the Chicken Little faction of Bullpup fans, because there's some fans that I know personally that when it was 0-3, I mean, it was like, you know, Groundhog Day. Oh, my God. It's just, you know, <laughs> we're not going to see the sun for six weeks, you know. And and now the, the the key is when they come back in January, they have three league games, and we know what they've done in league play. They got a chance. Both teams have a chance to get on a roll. The Bullpup boys could get up to a six-game winning streak and be 6-3 and three going into the Invitational. Everybody is starting to feel a little bit better, and I think last night was a proving game for both teams to say, look, not only can we – find ways to beat some of the lower-tier teams and just be able to run away with it. But we can win games down the stretch, too. And, Steve, we've said it in every single boys' game because they have all been close. They have. They have to be able to win games down the stretch and make shots, make big free throws, get stops on the defensive end. First three games, couldn't do it. The last three games, the boys have been able to do it, and that's the difference in being 0-3 and 3-3. And, and, and you got Circle, Augusta, and El Dorado. Right after Christmas, so it's a chance for the teams to get on a roll. Uh, the girls, that Augusta game is going to be huge because it's at Augusta, I believe. Circle will be big for the girls, too. Yeah. Circle beat Augusta this year. Okay, Circle's beat Augusta this yes. year. But, but Augusta beat somebody really good the other night, I saw. Who did Augusta beat? Andale. They beat That's the right. Andale girls the other night. So that tells me Augusta very capable. Of course, they got Jaden Marlney. Uh, they got the... Your favorite Abbey Rhodes yeah. in the middle. Just uh, like in England. Yeah, so, yeah. And, you know, that they're very capable. El Dorado girls, ugh, that'll be ugly. We know that. <laughs> That's at the Roundhouse. That's the last game before the Mid-American Classic. And then for the boys, I don't think we can say any game is going to be easy because I thought Winfield would be the easiest game in the league. And El Dorado, of course, has the Kohler kid that can go for 20 or 25. Circle's got Hey Jude Warren. You know, he could go for 20 or 25. Augusta, that's, that's two Beatles references in like one minute, Steve. Yeah, that's pretty good. And Augusta, I don't know what – Augusta lost everybody, so I don't know what they have. They may not be very good at all. But you got to think, two of those games are at home. Both bullpup teams need to go 3-0 and heading into tournament play. Good finish to the first semester. It's good to finally be able to step back, take a deep breath. And I think everybody inside the building at Dodge City last night had to take a oh, deep breath because that was a stressful it, night. It was just exhaustive. I mean, like I said, if this game had been at high altitude, they'd had to pass, uh, pass out the oxygen mask. Whew. I'm glad I didn't need one. Well, we had, we had the long car ride home yep. last night from Dodge City, rolled back into the station about Midnight. 12, 12, 15. Steve was so ready to go, he jumped out of the van and he landed. He said, I was trying to stick the landing. And he, he made a sound that I don't even know if I can replicate. Well, I, it was a farther jump than what I thought. Ugh! Yeah, it was. <laughs> it you know, 20, like 20 years ago, it had been fine. But, you know, now I'm old. and I mean, I could break bones doing that, what he I did last jumped out night. of the van went, Ugh! With my Elroy's pizza. <laughs> and I had my Elroy's pizza. Kay and Jerry Kinneman brought an Elroy's oh, pizza. Yeah. If you've never had Elroy's Pizza over in Stafford, I 
strongly urge you to, to make the hour and what is an hour and 15 minute drive probably. It's worth the price of admission, trust me. So thanks to Jerry and Kay for giving us a pizza for Christmas. All right, Steve, we will take a break. I enjoyed that pizza for Christmas for lunch today. We'll take a break, come back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve, in case you didn't notice, I played that song yesterday as well. Cool and the gang. Cool. Get down on the get down on it. Yeah, whatever. Is that what you went to the, the disco in Gerard to go? Columbus. Oh, Columbus, that's the, where it the is. The Ice House. You went to the Ice House. When I was in college. And you got it, down on it. Yeah, we'd, dri- we'd make the 50-mile drive Come over to Columbus because they had a big disco ball because disco was... In vogue back then. Do you really want it? Get down well, on it. I think they played Donna Summer like every other song or something. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve. We want to try and talk about several things because, like Steve mentioned in our first segment, we will not be here for a while. We will not have a show for Until- all of next week and then back at about New Year's Day. No. Well, you'll be back a little earlier than that, but I won't. Yeah, you're not coming back. I'll be gone for a while. Yeah. So we won't have a show until like January 2nd. Right. So first, I think a little later on, I want to do some some guesses and some predictions on some things that will happen between now and then. But first, let's talk about the big game coming up on Sunday night because we have run out of other important games that we are covering at the high school level pretty much with only one game going on tonight. That's Inman. Two tons. But Chiefs and the Seahawks. Do you feel confident as a Chiefs fan? Are you nervous? Yes. Because this Seahawks team, they're coming off of an overtime loss against the 49ers. But, as you probably heard Mitch Holtis say on his Minute with Mitch, Seattle at home in primetime games in like their last 18 games, they're 16-2. and And this is a team that plays so well at home. And the Chiefs obviously know everything that is on the line with this game. Because if they lose this game... It will probably cost them home field. Well, it will probably cost them a, key, a chance to make a deep run. A key is going to be Saturday. Chargers play the Ravens, and that's that's a, going to be on Saturday. Okay, that's a very losable game for the Chargers. If you are a Chiefs fan, you need the Chargers to lose because really bad because the Chiefs are going to lose on Sunday. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> that felt like you were speaking it into my soul. <laughs> you, they are going to lose. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Like, God, it's easy. The, the Chiefs are not going to win on Sunday night. Now, if both teams lose, the Chiefs are still in a good spot. Right, because then all they got to do is beat the Raiders. Then you got to beat the Raiders, who signed Nathan Peterman as a free agent. Did you see that? Wow. Great backup quarterback. Jeez. He threw about 17 passes this year, and like seven, seven of them were interceptions. I don't think he could start at KU. Well, the, the last few years it hasn't mattered who started there. Yeah. But as we look at this Seahawks team, I know it's a different team than what it's been. It used to be the Legion of Boom and all those guys that didn't give up any sort of ground on defense. 
They're definitely not that anymore, but it's still but a defensive team. Really good. And who was it they played on the uh, primetime game here recently? And their defense was just Oh, un- they played the Vikings, and that was the game where Minnesota like didn't do anything. Yeah, their defense was just incredible that night, and I think Minnesota maybe scored late to just for cosmetic cousins cosmetic purposes that was really ugly and they might bring out the highlighter uniforms if they bring out they don't lose in the highlighter uniforms so that game will be on sunday night at the second loudest stadium in the nfl so let's play out these scenarios chiefs let's let's say the chargers win they beat the ravens which i think they're probably about six point favorites i don't remember where that game is going to be played ravens have been hot i think the chargers are probably about six point favorites if the Chargers win and then the Chiefs lose, then all of a sudden the Chiefs in the, when Week 17 would need the Chargers to lose to the Broncos and the Chiefs to beat the Raiders because then they would be flipping back and forth with games. As long as they finish with the same record, yeah. the Chiefs will now, win the West. Now where does the Chiefs where do the Chiefs, should I say, and Texans in the play who has the tiebreaker if they both end up with the same number of losses? Any idea? Does it go to AFC? Records against AFC teams, is that what it would go to? Well, they didn't play each other. Right. I'm trying to look through here, and it doesn't look like it says it. Okay. I think it goes to conference record. Right. So which the Chiefs at this point are 9-2 and two against the AFC. Right. And Texans are 8-3. and three. So Kansas City would have the tiebreaker. But remember, this next game is not going to be an AFC game because they're playing right. the Seahawks. Right. So, But the important thing is the Chiefs have to win the West. Yeah. Because if they don't win the West, yeah. they go on the road. They'll probably play Pittsburgh. probably play at Pittsburgh in the first game. And you know what's going to happen there. You win that, then you probably go to New England because New England and Houston would be playing each other at that rate. Yeah. You go to New England, that sounds like fun. You win that, yeah, then you got to go out to LA. It is just a horrible horrible situation if the Chiefs don't win the West. Well, the- now, if they win the West, then this thing is theirs for the taking. The six teams in the AFC are all pretty good as far as I'm concerned. Well, then Indianapolis trailing at seven, that's not a bad team either. No. They're not anything explosive. They're not very good on the road, though. But that could be a team that they've given the Chiefs some problems in the playoffs recently, and Andrew Luck, 38-10, to 10, how can we forget that? Yeah. So this Seahawks game, it's I think the Chargers game is probably the most important one of the season from last week, but this one at this rate is about the second most important game that they'll play this season because this is do or die. Yeah. If they don't win, not only are you putting yourself into a bad position playoff-wise, but you're getting closer and closer to the postseason. If you continue to lose, you start feeling a little nervous. Patrick they, Mahomes, if he doesn't play great, then everybody starts talking bad about him again. But they've only lost three games all year. And that's the thing you have to remember. And look at the three losses. They've all been right at the end of games. I mean, they lost to the Patriots at the end. Lost to the Rams at the end, and then lost his last game to the Chargers on the last play, basically, of the game. All right, Steve, it's going to be a fun one on Sunday night. Chiefs and Seahawks, you want to get some tickets and fly out there? No. You ever been to Seattle? No. You a fan of Starbucks? No. Have you ever had Starbucks? No. Coffee at all? No. (laughs) What about, is it the Pike's Fish Market? I don't know. Is that what what it's called? If it's anything to do with fish. Fresh fish? I don't have anything to do with fish. I <laughs> fished right. when I was a little kid. Got sunburned. <laughs> All right, one more break. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. 
According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, wrapping up the year of According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, let's make some predictions for some things that will be coming up in the time while we're gone. We won't be back until it's 2019. We won't. Oh, I haven't seen you since last year. I hope we get to open up our show with that. Sure. That's always one of my favorites. All right, Steve. So first off, college football playoff. That's going to happen while we're away. You've got Alabama taking on Oklahoma. You've got Clemson taking on Notre Dame. Is there anything that tells you Alabama won't win? And is there anything that tells you Clemson won't win? No. You're assuming that it will be those two teams? Uh, I'm saying 49-35. Bama? Bama. You think they're giving up 35 points? Oh, yeah. Kyler Murray's going to go. If he's going to go out, he's going to go out with a bang. He's the Heisman winner. And Clemson, I think they dominate Notre Dame. I say it's something like 34-17. Notre Dame's been an interesting case this year because for most calculations for people, they're really not as good as some of these other teams, but it's hard to keep them out when they're undefeated and they've played a decent schedule. And I think Ohio State right now or Georgia are both better than Notre Dame. How about some other bowl games that will be coming up? I'm going to try and find some of the New Year's six bowls. How about, as we continue to scroll down the page, how about the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl? Florida and Michigan. Who cares? It's a New Year's Six game. I'll probably be sleeping. But Saturday, I'll say, December 29th? I'll say uh, Michigan by about six. Okay. Okay, you're going to keep some people happy, the Pipers. Okay. They, they, they need Michigan to keep winning. Yeah. How about another New Year's game, and that would be the Fiesta Bowl, LSU and reigning national champion Central Florida. I think LSU gets it done. Central Florida doesn't see the kind of athletes that LSU possesses. It's going to be something like 30 to 23. Rose Bowl, Washington, Ohio State. Oh, Ohio State in a in a runaway. I really believe that. OH. OH. IO, you know that's what they oh, always do. Oh, okay, all right. And then Texas and Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. I think I think Georgia wins by at least two touchdowns. Horns down. Yeah, Steve, Steve's horn- going to get in some trouble over here. I just threw a horn- flag on him. Horns down. Georgia Steve, by two scores. So let's get your prediction here on this Chiefs-Seattle game and then the prediction of what they'll do against the Raiders in Week 17. I think the Chiefs lose to Seattle. I think it's going to be 28-24. Ooh. And I think the Chiefs drill the Raiders. Oh, about, no. I feel I'm gonna, so sorry for I'm going to say 41 41- 17. Whoa. I'm going to be at that game. You are? Yeah, I'm going to make the trip to Arrowhead. There you go. So we've got that coming up, Chiefs' final two games. Then I think we should be here by the time we have a college football playoff championship game. Yeah. So we'll hold off on that. What about, Steve, as we take a look at your KU Jayhawks Saturday taking on Arizona State? Loss. Oh, they're going to lose on the road at Arizona State? They have to have one loss going into conference play. They have to? What do you mean? It's just the right of winner. <laughs> Kansas State, they're taking on Vanderbilt at home tomorrow. At home? They're at home. 
in I, the octagon of doom. I think they squeak it out by about five. Coming off of their thrilling four-point win over they gotta figure. Miss. They got to figure out how to score, though. I mean, they are really struggling to score the basketball. No Dean Wade from that little town. Yeah, know? that little tiny town that yeah. doesn't have a McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dean Wade. They're struggling. What They they scored 51-1 and the other night. That's just ugly basketball. Yeah, K-State has not been playing their best, but it will be fun to get Big 12 play going again. Oh, yeah, I'm that, ready. That's when I think everybody begins to wake up. Football season's done by about then. Well, I think everyone's trying to figure out who's going to be the number two team after KU, which is not a lock. But Texas would... Tech played well against Duke last night and almost beat them. Really? I did not see that Yeah, score. it was close. Well, we I won't. think Duke ended up winning by 10, but Texas Tech was right there with them the whole game. Zion. Zion fouled out. Did you see Zion the other night when he hit his head on the rim? I did. Oof. We're on the backboard. Did, like our, the Zion, did, our, did our Zion hit his head last night? No, 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 not quite. Okay. All right, Steve, as we get ready to wrap things up, what do you have coming up over this break? You're going to Lawrence. Heading to Lawrence, yeah. In fact, I'm playing golf right after the show today. Oh, I'm a surprise. Yeah, I got, of course, with next week off, I'll be in Lawrence a few days. I'm not sure. We're kind of playing it by ear since we're having our Christmas tomorrow night on the 22nd. Probably stay up there three or four days, come back, try to play some golf because I think I don't know what the weather. It's been pretty good, and uh, get a little late December weather or golf in. What are your expectations for what will be going on at MidKansasOnline.com? What are people going to do if they get on and you haven't posted anything in three days? What are you What are you telling them? What's your message right now? Just be patient. <laughs> and I know I stink. Everyone tells me I stink. Yeah, you're so the worst. I am the worst. So, no, I. Hopefully, uh, our numbers have just been absolutely amazing. They have been as high the last about three weeks as they've been in the six years, I've, seven years I've been here. Taking some time off, both of us, as we exhale, as we recharge, yeah. get ready for the month of January. We don't have hardly any nights off in January. January is going to be crazy. Between high school, college, basketball, wrestling, we have very few nights off. And just living life. Oh, yeah. Living, living large. Living the dream. So January is going to be wild. Then you get into February. Then all of a sudden it's March. We got madness. We got state basketball. And I think we're going to have a very fun 2019. Oh, I think so, too. We'll also have our year in review going on next week. It'll run a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then Monday, New Year's Eve. Steve and I also put together another package, which is about 30 minutes it's got all sorts of audio from some of our favorite games from this year and some of our calls from some of those games. Get and the dagger in there. Yeah, the dagger is in there. That's oh, the first geez. thing that's on oh, this that's, audio. Oh, that's just wonderful. That That's how it all starts, pretty much. Okay. It all starts and ends with a dagger. Yeah. All right, Steve. Enjoy your festive holiday season. You too. I hope you have a great time in Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Always do. I hope for your sake that KU wins while you're there. I do, too. Or else you might be the one guy trying to burn down Mass well, Street. Well, my sister might just cancel Christmas if KU doesn't win. That's true. You need them to win or else it will be a rough yeah, weekend she's not, for you. She's not a lot of fun to be around when KU loses. All right, Steve. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I'll see you next year. Sounds good. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you in 2019. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Well,
According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Zell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.